0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, episode number seven. Today's guest is Moitza Sove. She is talking about how she was changing directions and taking on a lot of risks while doing it and then ended up feeling like a failure. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker and i help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and proper launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches, You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm sitting here with my friend, Moitsa, not Mars. Oh, I'm going to, sorry. Uh, Zove. Yeah,
1: that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with me,
0: Mars. I'm sorry. I can't help it.
1: I'm still Mars on Twitter, so that's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Saved by the bell there. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you here.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's great being here.
0: Yeah. I want to talk to you because you've been doing some launching lately and things didn't go as planned or, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have this idea about how things are going to go and Mm you kind of told the world that things didn't go quite as well as you hoped for. but. I want you to tell us a little bit about the background and, you know, kind of how you ended up there before we get into that launch.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, previously I was working at a Facebook, not a Facebook, a traditional advertising agency <laughs> as a copywriter and I did a little bit of design and they were a traditional advertising agency. Um, they weren't really interested in doing Facebook ads, but then our clients started asking about like digital things like Facebook ads and Twitter ads and Pinterest and Instagram yeah. and everything. Um, so I started to really push for digital advertising, but they just didn't want to hear about it. A couple of months later, because I was so annoying with the <laughs> Facebook ads, they fired me. Um, so I had to, I basically decided that I I don't want to work for anyone anymore. I just wanted to try my own thing and I want to do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. Um, and no one did Facebook ads at that time. Um, like at least in Slovenia. So
0: this was like 2000.
1: I think it was like 2012. If I'm correct, I think it was 2012 or maybe 11. Um, but Facebook advertising in Slovenia at least was just starting so but
0: still that's like seven eight years ago so I mean a lot has happened since then
1: yeah yeah and even back then like I saw the potential in Facebook ads yeah they didn't <laughs> they thought that you know traditional advertising is going to be the way to move forward um so I decided you know what we
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm going to do it on my own and I did And it went incredibly well, so I grew my business um, to six figures, and I was, at one point, I was making $13,000 a month, but I was just exhausted. Mm. I worked with 10 clients at the same time, on a monthly basis, and I got burnt out, so I had to take a week off. Completely off work, completely off technology, completely of all the notifications that I'm getting on Facebook, your ad has been approved, So <laughs> um, so I took that week off. And after that week, I realized that I don't want to do client work anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I
0: can totally understand that. I mean, to a certain point, you can't do anymore because there's just so many hours in a week. And I mean, one-on-one client, they require your personal attention. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So even like if you compare when I was working for that traditional advertising agency before that wasn't freedom for me and client work represented freedom for me. But then as I was working with clients for so many years, I found out, well, I can't exactly take a month off. You know, I have to be around, I have to be available for all my clients because it's not like I can say, hey, I'm pausing all of your campaigns because I'm going on vacation. (laughs) Can't do that. Talk (laughs) to you later. Yeah, let's see you in a month. Um, So I I couldn't do that. And that's what I decided. You know what? Maybe I want to sell products. And I had a little bit of experience in selling products because I did have an ebook that I was selling. I'm still selling it though. Uh, But I was back then when I was thinking about doing this transition, I was already... I had that ebook online for at least like three years, if not more. Um, And that's when I decided, you know what? I want to scale it up. I want to take it a step further and do an online course, a video course on Facebook ads. And here, here am I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're taking that step into a product world. How did that kind of transition go? I mean, you have to leave those clients behind, I guess.
1: Yeah. So about the course, I was thinking of doing the course for a couple of years before before I came to the re- realization that I really want to do it now. Okay. Um, I remember. Um, I was maybe it was two thousand and sixteen. Um, I was a speaker at the Bacon Biz Conference in um, Philly, and when we were talking about like what are our goals for the next year, I back then I said. I wanted a lot. Maybe it was 2015. I can't remember. But right. back then I said, I want to do an online course for Facebook ads, like a video course about Facebook advertising. And a year went by, nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. nothing? Yeah. Nothing. Like not even an outline. Not, oh. Nothing. I was just thinking <laughs> about it. So that's when I decided like, if I really want to do this course, I need to create time to do this course. Mm -hmm. So I fired most of my clients, except I think it was one. No, I think it was most of my clients except two. Um, But then I even like fired another one after about like two weeks. So I was only working with one. That's pretty drastic. Yeah, I'm a drastic person.
0: (laughs) We're not just talking about cutting it in half. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking about literally just...
1: Yeah, 90% of them gone. Wow. Yeah. So I, I had to calculate my expenses because I, I need to cover my expenses. Right. I knew that I'm not going to be able to transition into full-time product creator overnight. So, but, but meanwhile, you know, while I'm creating this legacy of educational product, I need to be able to cover my expenses and cover my rent and business expenses and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did keep one client, and I like made careful calculations on how I'm going to do that. Um, but that was essentially it. I fired most of them, just kept one, so I can work on the course.
0: Right. And, you know, just creating that signature course, that in itself is quite a huge task. I mean, it's not just a couple of videos. I mean, we're talking about full-blown signature course here,
2: right?
1: Yeah. So I didn't even know where to start, to be honest, because I've never done this before. I mean, I talked to people and they said, yeah, like it took me, (laughs) (laughs) they said it took me three months to record everything i was like, mm-hmm. like i got this you know i'm going to be finished in a month it took me a year
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah I don't, so, I don't think people will realize how much work it is
1: it's a lot of work especially if you're doing everything yourself Which you have to most re- are. Yeah. most people do yeah. yeah so you have to record the videos you have to edit the videos you have to market Mm -hmm. your course like it's not going to market itself no so um it it was a lot and I definitely underestimated um myself and like I even planned on like I created an outline and I thought yeah you know every lesson is going to be five minutes but at the end, like some of the lessons were 15 minutes long because I really, like I wanted to go through every detail of, for example, Facebook interest targeting. Um, mm. And I really wanted to present them with everything Facebook has to offer. So at the end, I ended up like having nine hours of content in my course wow. and like edited and everything. Like I had to buy like an external disc just for the course <laughs> <laughs> because of all the videos and everything. But yeah, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of work.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that you almost had a burnout the previous time with the clients. Did you kind of feel that coming on as you started working on this course? I mean, the overwhelm and just kind of hitting the wall, maybe?
1: Not really, because I started working on the course almost immediately after coming from that vacation. Right. So before that, I made sure to implement some like healthy practices in my life, like going to sleep at midnight, Uh, getting at least seven hours of sleep every single day, finishing with work um, at 8 p.m. So, you know, I can turn off everything uh, and kind of relax so I can sleep. Because, like, when I was experiencing that burnout, I wasn't sleeping for about a month. I kept waking up. Um, so I couldn't sleep until 3 a.m., for example, and I kept waking up until 7 a.m. So it was really hard so before I even started working on the course I promised myself I'm never going to I don't want to go through this ever again so I tried to implement some you know healthier practices and habits in my life before I started to work on the course so I wasn't really like when I started creating the course I wasn't experiencing that but then as the second enrollment started to, you know, roll around, and I started thinking about the second enrollment, and I did the second enrollment, and it didn't go as planned. That's when I almost like (laughs) experienced the second burnout. All
0: right. Before we dig into that second enrollment, let's talk about the first enrollment. How did that go?
1: So I took a different approach than most people do. Mm -hmm. So when I decided that I want to do the course, first of all, I fired fired most of my clients. And then I still wanted to like validate the idea if this is even worth pursuing full time. Right. So what I did was I limited myself to pre-launching only to my email list And I'm going to do Like I decided that I'm going to do a Mm pre-launch. So I'm not going to record a single video until I validate this and and until people give me money. Mm. So I emailed, I had like a 48 hour sale where I offered 25% discount. That only happened then. I told them, you know, the price is never going to be lower. I promise you that. And I kept that promise and I told them, you know, buy the course. Now, if you want to get it for a lower price, the sale ends in 48 hours, And on that first day, I generated um, $10,000 and I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's a very good result. I wasn't expecting that at all. So I validated the idea and that's when I started working on the actual course and recording all the videos. That was essentially kind of the first enrollment that I did.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it was pretty successful. And like you said, you got validated the idea that it's actually something that you can pursue and keep working on. But was that 10,000? Was that just the first day or was that for both the, or the entire first enrollment?
1: It was the entire first, like the 48 hours. Okay. So the two days that um, I, I was selling the course. or yeah, And then like after 48 hours... I closed the doors and said, you know what? You can't get this for that price anymore. It was like you can't even buy it at the full price. Yeah.
0: Did anybody um, ask after?
1: They did ask, um, but I opened, like I had a Black Friday sale, I think a couple of months after that. So I told them just, you know, wait for that okay. day. I'm going to open enrollment soon. So that's when I got like another like three sales in.
0: Right. And that was just something you kind of, you didn't really promote that. You just
1: Not really. I was just like.
0: <laughs> it's not, it, it, We wasn't a proper launch. It was just,
1: No, no, no. Because as you know, in Europe, like at least in Slovenia, we don't, like Black Friday yeah. isn't really a thing. It's not as big of a thing as it is in the United States. Definitely
0: not. And, <laughs> and if so, there are things on sale, there is not on sale in the way they are in the States. Not at correct,
1: all. correct. 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 <laughs> So it was like when Black Friday came, I was like, oh, shit, it's Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I have to do something. I I mean, it would be good to do something. Yeah. Yeah, Like I almost, I almost forgot that I promised all those people. uh, And I was like, oh, (laughs) it's Black Friday. Yeah, I'd love to do this. Um, But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a big and it wasn't an organized launch. It was just, you know, enrollment is open for the next 24 hours. And that was it. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Then you started thinking about the second launch. So when did you do the first launch? I was in.
1: Um, I think like I opened enrollment or I, you know, validated the product. I think it was August and then mm. I started working on the course in right. 2018. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I started working on the course by February. I had like, let's say 75% of the course available and that I had to squeeze in a little bit to finish the course. And then I think it was about May mm. that I started thinking about the second um, enrollment so okay. you know opening the doors again
0: so how did you start preparing for that
2: second launch
1: first of all I decided to get help because honestly Smart. um yeah I <laughs> didn't know what I was doing <laughs> I was like okay well you can't just email your list overnight again. and say hey yeah okay <laughs> hey, you know I opened enrollment yeah. again doesn't work that way I mean it, it could work but it's not going to be as successful right so I decided to do like a proper launch with email sequences, having a pre-launch email sequence and a launch email sequence. And to be honest, I didn't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. So I decided to um, ask for help. And I basically contacted um, Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman because we've been in touch. We've been friends for since the bacon business. And we had an agreement for me to document what I'm doing and to document how I'm transitioning from hands-on client work to selling product. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are going to mentor me through the process. So essentially it's a win-win. I'm promoting them. I'm promoting myself. They're promoting me. So I enlisted help. The first, that was the first thing that I did. Mm-hmm. And then we started working on like email sequences. And was, oh, it was, ex- it was exhausting. <laughs> so, so much effort and so much time goes into launching a course and opening enrollment if you want to do it properly. Right. So, we decided to have a pre-launch sequence with just offering a lot of value to people about Facebook ads. You know, here's how we solve this problem. Here's how we solve this problem. Just kind of amping them up for opening the enrollment again. And then we had a pre-launch, uh, then we had a launch sequence where we kept the enrollment open for a week. And like, I think four emails went out that week. And then we closed the enrollment and that was that. But it was it was a lot of work. So the, sec- the first enrollment was just, you know, hey, <laughs> this is on easy. sale. <laughs> yeah, it was easy. But like the second one, oh man, that was, that was really hard and really difficult. <laughs>
2: so
0: how long did you start the process before the actual launch?
1: I think it was about, if I'm correct, I think it was about two months. Yeah. So like keep in mind, I still work with, back then I even had like two clients. Um, so I'm still working with clients. Mm -hmm. I didn't work on this full time. I have other projects as well. Um, but like, it took me about two months, if I'm correct, to put everything together and to write all of the emails and update everything. Do you feel
0: like you should have had more time? Actually,
1: I think I overestimated myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was again, like, yeah, sure. Like this is going to be easy. We just need but this then, and that,
2: and mm.
1: yeah. And I thought, like, I'm used to writing emails, like not really being mindful about what I write and yeah. what I wanted to achieve. But when I started working with Alex, my the per- like, he changed my perception. He was like, "Well, you know, this intro, um, is just throw it away. You're not telling anything about it." Like, and then he was he told me like where's the actual advice like this is very vague you have to be very specific so uh, it took me a lot more time because I thought that I was good at writing emails but I was just like kind of average I didn't really know what I was doing I wasn't mindful about the whole writing process and he helped me see that so the process took a lot longer I, I, I think I even postponed my launch I think I announced For example, I'm going to launch on the 15th of August and then I saw that, yeah, (laughs) it's not not going to be, it's not going to happen. So I had to postpone it for a week, but it's still like, it went okay. Yeah.
0: Right. And what, did you do anything else besides emails?
1: I think I did like just a little bit of Facebook advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't do a Full-on strategy because I was so occupied with the emails. Right. Um, I thought that I'm going to be finished with the emails a lot sooner, but then I ended up essentially writing and finishing the emails like a couple of hours before they went out. Mm. So uh, mm. it was uh, there was no time for an elaborate anything else, not just the Facebook advertising strategy, right. but anything really it was basically email list. And then I tweeted out the link a couple of times and a small Facebook advertising campaign, but that was it.
0: You had a Facebook group as well, didn't you at that time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you
0: utilize that in any kind of way?
1: I, I announced it. However, I had a very similar problem with my Facebook group that I had with my email list. Mm. And that's the Facebook group was kind of cold. Right. So before the launch, I did that mistake of not really engaging and not offering value to my Facebook group not offering a lot of value to my email list it was just like sporadic emails every like once a month right. tops yeah um so i did announce the open enrollment in my facebook group however i don't think there, there were any tangible results from it right and that was my mistake yeah yeah
0: because yeah, i think you know when you're doing a launch you have like uh, let's say three months before you start building some awareness. Well, first you start building some connections so people can connect to you and, you know, understand who you are and what you stand for and all that. Yeah. And then you kind of go into this awareness phase where you kind of build awareness around, you know, Facebook ads and how they can use them and how it can make your business better. Yeah. And then you kind of go into that desire phase where you kind of build desire around your product. You start talking about it, not actually selling it yet though, but you know, and all of this is like a three months process.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and problem is that people, you know, start thinking about this, you know, maybe a month before, and then they cram all those emails out, and one every week. Oh, I'm going to get so many sales, and yeah,
1: yeah. And even with my email list, like the launch was okay, but like I said, it was kind of cold. So when I started emailing pretty much like every single day, they knew that something was going on. Like oh, <laughs> yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't really email that often, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, but I was I was kind of stubborn. Um, Alex told me that, you know, this might happen, but yeah. I was like, Yeah, I still wanna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stubborn person.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But you still gotta push through it though. Um, even though Yeah,
1: you know. absolutely. And I did, and I did, and it was it was okay, but yeah.
0: So you get into the launch, how are you feeling at the moment the day the car opens?
1: Um, first of all I was really excited mm-hmm. because it was a year since I last like seriously opened enrollment and I didn't know what to expect. And because I didn't know what what to expect, I was also nervous. Um, So is it going to go well? Is it going to completely fail? Um, What am I going to do? And I opened enrollment and you read about it. Like don't think that you're going to start getting sales like the minute after you open enrollment, especially if you're starting out. Like, and you read about it and you're like, yeah, I'm not expecting that, but you still open the doors you're and hoping, you're like,
2: at least. yeah, you're hoping
1: <laughs> like, why am I not getting any sales? But that's what happened to me too. But like, at least on the first day I did get a couple of sales in. So that was good. But I would
0: yeah. think, you know, in the back of your head, you still have that first launch and, you know, you know did 10K and yeah. kind of hoping that, you know, are we going to exceed yeah. that goal
2: or, yeah. yeah? yeah.
1: I was talking to Amy and Alex even about what the expectations are. And I said that I want to make at least 5K.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How, like, In my mind, I was hoping for more, definitely, especially with my email list, uh, with the first launch, making 10K. Um, but I was like, you know, if, if it's 5K, I'm going to be satisfied. So, that, like, it started off okay. It was mm-hmm. good. Uh, it looked promising. But then it just kind of stopped (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah
0: so did anything go wrong during the launch there or was it just that you know people weren't responding to the message
1: I think they weren't really responding to my message and at first I didn't know why Mm -hmm. and we didn't like we decided to do an analysis after the launch like we're not going to spend any time doing the launch it it is what it is let's just push through it Mm -hmm. and then analyze after the launch yeah so um I think they weren't like really, the message wasn't really coming through. And then I think the uh, enrollment was open for a week. And then I talked to Amy and Alex and they were like, yeah, when you're going to, like I I sent, I think two emails on the last day, like you have 24 hours left. And then I think it was one hour left email. And they told me when you send that last email out, people are going to buy. And I can assure you that you're going to get to 5K because back then I was like, at $3,500. So it wasn't like, it was a possibility for me to get to 5K. Absolutely. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you're going to get there. But then I sent out, I think 24 hours left, I got one sale. So I was at $39, Mm -hmm. uh, $3,900. And then I was like, okay, I just sent like this last email out. I'm going to get a couple of purchases and bam, I'm at 5K. Mm -hmm. So I sent the last email out, zero sales.
2: That sucks. (laughs)
1: And it's like, it really sucked. Yeah. And even Amy and Alex were kind of surprised. Yeah. Because usually Um, people,
0: you know, they'll ask me to buy us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it just didn't happen for me. So that day, to be completely honest, I was really in a bad mood. I just wasn't feeling it. And even though, like, in all honesty, $3,900 is good money. It's, yeah. Totally. But still, you know, not reaching that goal. Yeah. uh, so that sucked. Yeah. That feeling just sucked
0: but yeah it's like kind of setting this goal for yourself and then you have that all launch in the back of your head and yeah we kind of mess ourselves up with you know having that goal and it, getting attached to it which is it, it's so easy to say yeah don't get attached to your goal and you know it's just a goal you don't know what's going to happen but uh, i mean come on
1: yeah i was i was just like that i was you know i kept telling to myself like $3,900. It's good. It's good. Like, don't worry about those, fi- that 5k. You can open it online any other day. Yeah. But still, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, ah, I was so close. <laughs> like, just like, I would just get, like, two sales, essentially, like, yeah. three at best, and I would be at 5k, but still not reaching that. It really bothered me.
0: Was it, though, because, okay, one is the message, and two, is it because you didn't show up as much as you should have, maybe?
1: Yeah. So then after the launch, I took a couple of days off. I just yep. told Amy yeah. and Alex, you know what?
0: I think that's the best idea ever. You know, once yeah. you're done with the launch, yeah. take at least one day off at yeah. least. Yeah. Just yeah. to kind of
1: decompress yeah. and get your thoughts together. So I did exactly that. Took a couple of days off. And then after, after the launch, we scheduled a meeting where we're going to talk about what happened. And we went through all the stats and mm-hmm. all the open rates and everything. And what we found out was it wasn't really the message. Like the message was good. We okay. weren't hard on that, mm-hmm. but it was the email, the email list. And I had a couple of problems. So, and we actually found out after the launch, first of all, my email list was cold, as I mentioned before. Right. So I wasn't really emailing people regularly in 2019. So that was August, 2019. And, By August, I only sent out like, I think it was like even three to five emails. So it wasn't a lot. And then I started bombarding people and they weren't expecting that. They didn't hear from me basically for a year before that. So they weren't really ready for the launch. The second problem I had was my email list didn't really grow Mm. since the last launch. Right. So because I didn't get new people in, like not a lot of them, Um, They just, you know, the old people that weren't interested in buying before, they were like, you know, why am I going to buy now? Mm -hmm. It's not even a 25% discount as she promised at her first launch. So they didn't buy. And then the third problem was the quality of my email list. Right. When we analyzed, we found out that the open rates were really low. Mm -hmm. And it was because a couple of years ago, I launched a lead magnet that, talked to the wrong target audience and attracted people who were interested in like hacking Facebook at like not really okay. investing time into launching a proper Facebook advertising campaign, but just, you know, how can I, yeah,
0: how can I get, how can I hack the system fastest yeah. result without doing any work basically?
1: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So, and those people, they're never going to purchase a $500 course. <laughs> no, so, they're not going to um, do the work. <laughs> absolutely not. And they weren't even opening the emails. They opened the first email and they were like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Pass. Um, so these were kind of the problems that we essentially found out contributed to not so good of a launch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you could have spent that whole year kind of building your list and getting a new audience ready.
1: Yeah. Since you yeah. already
0: knew you were going to
2: launch. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wasn't working on that. I just showed up with the same product and said you know here it is buy it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it didn't it didn't went well and it was all my fault so yeah. um i'm not blaming anyone else um it was definitely all my fault however knowing that it's my fault is good because i know that i can fix things yeah so it's not something that's out of my control but this is completely in my control mm-hmm. and i can improve for the next launch
0: but it's easy to kind of beat yourself up since you know that it's your fault and why didn't I do this and why didn't I do that so how do you kind of get out of that
1: exactly so even those couple like i said i i took a couple of days off um then we scheduled a meeting we had that coaching and i was ready to continue i was mm-hmm. like yeah i want to do this so i started working on like my email marketing strategy you know how how am i going to send out emails regularly i started writing blog posts i did all that so i started putting a lot of work in again into growing my email list and so on However, I noticed that I still wasn't feeling okay because I still, I still felt like a failure, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the launch failed. I wasn't feeling okay. So I had to take a week off (laughs) and I beat myself up all the time. I noticed that I'm getting into that burnout mode again. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I kept thinking, you know, I'm a failure. And because my self-esteem was so low back then, I... Notice that all of my work suffered as well, because I thought that I failed at something, I wasn't producing good results either. So I didn't have that confidence that I previously had. And I decided that the only solution to kind of beat this, to get out of this circle, is to step away and distance yourself for a week, so you can kind of revisit and come back with a fresh perspective. And I did exactly that. So I took a week off. I decided, you know what, not going to send any emails. I'm not going to write any blog posts. I told to Amy and Alex, you know what, I'm going offline and I don't want to talk about the course and we're going to talk about what to do after I come back so I can distance myself and look at things from a fresh perspective. And I had to, I did exactly that. Mm -hmm. I had to read a lot of articles online about, you know, self-esteem and like failures and things like that. So, um, I read a lot and then I came back knowing, you know, this is not a failure. It's just a step in the process. If Mm. it's going to be easy, if this isn't an an easy thing to do, everyone would do it. Absolutely. It's really, really hard. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, and not many people realize that not many people talk about that. So I decided to openly talk about that. I talked about that in a couple of my videos Mm -hmm. and I came back a lot stronger because I knew, like I said, this is completely normal. It's completely normal to feel like shit afterwards. It's completely normal to feel like a failure. But what you have to come to realization is like, this is not a failure. It's a step in the process. You learn something from Mm -hmm. it. Now just take that knowledge, implement it and move forward.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so good that you, I mean, from being so successful doing all the one-on-one client work and then, you know, taking that risk, I would say, you know, ditching all the clients and then getting on the online course and then having to deal with all that, you know, failure thinking. You see this with even, you know, people that are doing quite well as well. You know, once they don't meet that goal, I mean, they could have a goal of a million and they still feel like that was a failure because they didn't meet that goal. I mean, that happens to everybody. And the whole process of getting back into it is, it's all in the mind. Basically, you have to work
1: with your mind on that one. And that's something that I also had to realize. Like you said, it was all in my head because of that failure you know, I, my confidence just dropped. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't creating it. And because my confidence dropped, I wasn't generating any good results. I wasn't feeling it. You kind of stopped for yourself it, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like going in a circle, like you're not feeling good. You produce bad results and because it produced bad results or because you're lazy and you procrastinate, you feel bad again. So mm-hmm. it was like a vicious circle that I couldn't get out of. So like I said, that's when I started working on my mindset again and building that confidence back in learning like i said this is a part of the process mm-hmm. kind of looking back to you know where i've come to like i have made a lot of things in these years yeah. and this very very small failure doesn't mean anything like looking like i built a business i worked with clients i essentially left that regular job and started something new from scratch like, zero experience, zero people that I could talk to. Here am I. Like, this is where I'm at. This is everything that I've achieved in the past. I'm going to get through this. So it was all in my head, and I just needed to get out of it, to be honest.
0: So what kind of books did you read to kind of get out of your own head?
1: So um, first of all, I wasn't I, – I don't even know the first book that I read. I think it was just something really random yeah. to, to distance myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was like a novel. And then I started, I have one, um, his name is Benjamin Hardy. He's a psychologist and he writes a ton of articles online about uh, psychology and, you know, the mindset Mm -hmm. and confidence and things like that. So I essentially, because I love his writing so much, I decided not to read a book, but instead read his articles about, you know, building your confidence back. Mm. Because what I found out through his articles was, I kind of lost my vision along the way. Because of that failure, I kind of lost my goal. I didn't have a goal anymore. And because I didn't have a goal, I wasn't striving for anything. I just didn't feel like doing anything and doing, you know, this product. And so through his articles, he helped me realize, well, I need a vision again. I need a goal that I want to achieve and I need to set a goal, for example, by, I don't know, 2022, I want to be making 20K with products, for example. Yep. I need to have like a clearly defined goal that I'm striving for um, so I you know, can get back to work and can build my confidence back. Um, so his articles really helped me through this.
0: Right. So what else did you do to get out of that mindset or into that mindset besides reading the articles? Did you do anything on working on yourself with that all that?
1: Definitely. For example, I read one of the articles by, written by Benjamin. I can't remember the title, um, but it was all about, you know, again, that creating that mindset and setting one goal because having one goal, that's easy to follow. Having multiple ones, not easy to follow. Um, so through his article, like I said, it was like the process that you follow. First, you set up one goal for yourself. And then you kind of try and visualize yourself at that goal. How are you like, like, what kind of a person are you? What friends do you have? Things like that. Um, So I wrote everything down. So I have like a document of, you know, what I want to achieve and what's kind of the person that I'm striving for. And I read that every single day because it helps me get uh, going. It helps me kind of visualize of, you know, who am I trying to be in the future? And it helps me strive towards that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I've been reading a lot about that too. You know, that you have to actually be a certain person to achieve a certain goal. Yeah. But you have to be that person right now. You can't wait yeah. until you yeah. reach that goal and then be that person because that's yeah. not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I even have a quote right there above above my computer from Max Dupree, and that's a quote that I heard before everything, like a, a year ago. And I like it was so good that I had to write it down, and I have it like it printed right there. And it says, "We cannot become what we want by remaining well, uh, remaining who we are." Right. And I was like,
0: "Bingo! <laughs>
1: that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it." So I needed to change like all of my thinking and my mindset because I. I kind of I lost myself during that failed launch mm-hmm. I lost myself I lost my vision I lost my goal and I needed to kind of reconnect with that through reading those articles and just to be honest taking time off and thinking yeah. so I spent a lot of days just listening to instrumental music laying on the floor because I do that for a reason I cannot explain why that's <laughs> so good um but just spending my like thinking not doing anything just thinking yeah Um, and it helped me kind of reconnect with myself and to feel again, like I can do this. Like I've achieved a lot in the past. Like this is a minor hurdle that I just need to get through. Um, and it was exactly that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So now that you've gotten out of this rut and you now have a vision. Yeah. So what's the next step for you now?
1: So after I took that week off again, (laughs) (laughs) I took a lot of time off this year. Finally, you
0: took some vacation, huh?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after I took that week off, um, I came back and we scheduled another call with Amy and Alex. And I told both of them, you know, what I'm struggling with and what I think is the best way to move forward. And they confirmed that I'm definitely thinking the, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, for example, what I was struggling with was these launches take a lot of energy. They take yeah. a lot of time and I don't want them and these launches and, you know, the course be the sole product revenue that I make during the year. So I planned on having like two or three open enrollment two, three times a year. And I don't want that to be the money that I make. I want you to have something in between. Yeah. Um, that's kind of easier to manage as well. So it doesn't require that much work. Yeah,
0: you know, the launch kind of gets a bit easier because you're not relying on that money from that launch. So yeah.
1: Yes. So it's like if it doesn't go as well, like you're still going to close enrollment and you'll you'll have something else to do yeah. meanwhile while you prepare for the next launch. That's when I decided or we kind of decided to work, you know, besides the course, to have online trainings, online live paid trainings for People that work with Facebook ads as well. Mm. So I can address first the market that DIYs Facebook ads and they run Facebook ads for their own business, for their own small business. And then through the failed launch, we actually noticed that on my email list, there are a lot of people who are Facebook ads consultants Mm. like I am and they offered those services to clients. So I decided, you know what, I want to have a product set just for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm working on right now. So I'm creating my first online video lesson or training that I'm going to offer to them. And it's going to happen, I think, at the end of October or maybe early November. Uh, we're still kind of playing around with the dates, but it's, not, it's definitely not going to be an exhausting launch because yep. the price point is also going to be lower. It's going to be a one-hour training. That's okay. it. Um, so it's kind of like so, a
2: masterclass thing.
1: Yeah. So not, nothing's, nothing's going to be recorded. I'm going to create a presentation. So basically, like a live presentation that people pay for. Right. Addressing like one specific problem that they're struggling with. And um, I already like emailed my email list trying to define what the most painful problem is. We already have that written down. So we're working on that right now. So kind of filling in the time while I prepare for the next open enrollment.
0: Right. When's the next open enrollment?
1: Yeah. So before I took a week <laughs> off, <on, laughs> I was planning on that open enrollment to happen in November. Um, then I came back and I was like, you know what? I really want to make it a lot better this time. My email list hasn't grown a lot. Mm-hmm. So if I open enrollment in November again, it's not going to go well again. Yeah. So I decided to postpone it until March, about like March okay. twenty twenty. Um, So I can work on other things. Meanwhile, I need to update the video course as well Mm -hmm. because Facebook updates things all the time. (laughs) Um, So that gives me like a lot of time to work on these online trainings and just kind of explore that market a little bit. Yeah, and
0: building that audience up again.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that's, that's also another thing that I'm working on right now. So if I want these launches to be successful, Mm -hmm. I need to work on my email list. Yeah. And first of all, nurturing the email list. And second of all, growing that email list as well. Yeah.
0: Both Um, equally important.
1: Absolutely. So for example, I think it was a week ago, I launched a new lead magnet and that attracted 100 new email subscribers. And uh, 24 hours. So wow, that was yeah,
2: that's great. a really
1: good result. So I was like, yeah, I definitely was neglecting that part of my <laughs> business before because my email list wasn't growing that much. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that as well. I think it's like, I mean, like you already know, it's so important to grow your community through, um, email and constantly providing value. So, um, that's going to be one of my focuses, um, this year and the next year as well. Cool.
0: All right. Um, I feel like we could sit here and talk all day about this, but, um, yeah. (laughs) Do you have any last tips for people that's going into a launch, maybe for the first time, second time, third time, you know?
1: Yeah. Someone asked me that question, um, a couple of days ago. One of my advice was restock on ice cream.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love (laughs) ice cream. So that that sounds good to me.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) So everyone loves ice cream. And I think a lot of people use ice cream, like dealing with a bad day, like ice cream is, The Mm. way to go. So, um, I had, I had a lot of bad, I'm not saying people are going to have bad days. However, it's going to get hard with like writing all the emails. You have to prepare for that. And the best way to prepare for that is to get ice cream. And when you have a bad day or when things don't go as planned, for example, you write an email, a pre launch email, and you just don't like it, don't bother. You're going to pick it up the next day. Just take that ice cream, sit in front of a TV, watch a TV show, Mm. go to bed is going to be a lot better in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's a good tip uh, yeah. yeah.
1: speaking from experience, yeah. right.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Ah uh, right now, I'm obsessing over Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup. <laughs> My husband can confirm that I was in a really bad mood the other day. Because I found out that the only ice cream that I had in my refrigerator was Ben & Jerry's. I, I can't remember the name. Like It, it was like the caramel bits or something, okay. something. And I was just like, where's my peanut butter? One? <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I you want that one.
0: Did you eat it? Um,
1: I, I did and I forgot to buy it.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but I have it restocked now. So uh, definitely Ben & Jerry's peanut butter cup is the way to go.
2: Okay,
0: good. So where can people learn a little bit more about you? Where can they visit your website or connect
2: with yeah. you? Yeah.
1: So what I would love to do is to invite Everyone that's maybe struggling with a launch, like even Facebook ads, if you're struggling with Facebook ads, actually reach out to me as well. But if you're also like struggling with a launch or you just want someone to point you to a good ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email me at moitsad, superspicymedia.com. Um, I do respond to each and every email. Um, so that's a that's an offer, putting it out there. Yep. Uh, but if you want to learn more about Facebook ads, you can do so at superspicymedia.com. And my, my video course is available at thescienceoffacebookad.com.
0: Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes so people can find you and find your course, of course. So yeah, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your story.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was this was a pleasure. It was exhausting to relive that experience again, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely hope that it will help other people realize that they're yeah. not alone in this. So
0: Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.